you believe in miracles? Fizzle in the house. Fizzle, what what's up, Fizzle? good, man? Fizzle, glad to have you here. Let's go. This the South Harmon Podcast. Glad you hit it, today. Hit that Patreon link if you hit a stay. Dynasty best ball, that's my favorite way. 40 chess trade show. Let's make a trade today or check the AMA. You know Adam at the ATM. Mike always in the building. He gonna stay with him. They gon' start every show off with their own trade Fantasy's a big ocean, they made their own wave Make sure you tapping in Tuesdays and Saturdays Tuesday night, Saturday morning, ain't no better way Hit that notification bell when the news break Go subscribe right now, don't get the news late Destination Devi, that's the team Dynasty football, man, that's my favorite thing I remember Biggie said it was all a dream Now people watching on their phones and computer screens Welcome to the team Welcome back in everybody to another edition of the Dynasty Trade Show I really hope you're enjoying us doing multiple ones a week uh, We enjoy it, I I absolutely love just talking about Dynasty Trades. One of my favorite things to do. Uh, I'm going to put it a second, though. The AMA is is by far my favorite. Getting to interact with all you degenerates live. The questions that come in. The comedy that comes in with the trade show. Very close second. I just love talking Dynasty Trades. So if you can do us a huge favor, go down, hit the like and subscribe button. Interact with us. Let us know if we're crazy, stupid, uh, really enjoy what we're doing, or you hate us. I, either way. Way, tell us tell us all feedback. of it you like us hate us you enjoy it you hate it all of it um we want to know put it in the comments um if you're new to the channel um and you find this valuable just you know hit the subscribe button check some of our other stuff out maybe you find out you don't quite hate us as much as one individual take we had some Come bad take AMA. probably i had maybe mike had you know who, who Come knows do an ama it's a good yeah. time AMA ask, is a ask great us time. a question but without Another further Go ahead. Sorry. Hey Adam, Adam man, we've been uh we've been we've been promoting the website southharmonff.com. Come check it out. Uh, we're be using that warp tool so damn much. It is so helpful. Big On shout this out show to our partner, it, man. Yeah. our partner Koopa, uh, for designing it, making the easy use, getting the website up and running. It is fantastic. And if you'd like your deal featured on here, like some of the patrons we got, we got so many new patrons coming in discussing everything Dynasty or just whatever they want. We got a damn pro Rocket League. You see these guys in here in the Discord, man? They're playing Rocket League every night. I think they're going professional. <laughs> Come check us out, patreon.com for South Harmon. One dollar gets you in the door and gets you the ability to put your trade on the trade show so we can discuss it. But Adam... Man, let's get to the deals, man. I was going to say, uh, this is the show of McNutted. Uh, I, I have nothing to say. Let's oh, get right no. into his deal, by the way, we're going to grade today. Let's take a look and see what the Iowa oh. Michael did. What did the McNutted do? Here, here's the thing that I first and foremost see. Um, now, most of you probably see this on YouTube, but if you're on podcast only, you're driving, you can't see, he, he's sending away the love of his life. <laughs> One Samuel Howell, quarterback for the Washington once football team, now the Commanders, um, as well as Garrett Wilson. So Mike is sending away Sam Howell and Garrett Wilson. He's acquiring what I in particular like is a 24 first via roster baiter. Um, anytime you pick up a first from Cody, 
roster baiter, if you will. I'm I'm pretty pleased. And then also the 24 first from uh, BA132. So simple deal. Two 24s. Uh, Garrett Wilson out as well as Sam Howe out. Mike, walk us through it, man. Uh, what I have is a 12-team Superflex PPR tight end premium start 10. But you know the league better than anyone. So talk the intricacies, the warp tool, anything you got, man. All right. So another thing we, we don't discuss uh, a ton, but is the league simulator that Cooper built. Part of the warp package if you go on the website and purchase it. Uh, the league simulator, I think that is also one of the most underrated. And I just so happen to be uh, fucking around with it one day. League simulator. Plug in this league. And uh, I'm just curious because uh, I had a a year. I think this might be year four. What, what is this league, by the way? Uh, so this is the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. I did not start it, did not name it. Uh, but a couple years ago, a couple guys asked me. I was in the league, one of my first dynasty leagues that I ever played it. A couple guys asked me, hey, would you be interested in taking it over and continue the league because we were in danger with the commission being MIA of, of the league just folding oh, and separating. Okay. I said, okay, yep. you know, I got it. I can manage it. No big deal. I commission a ton of leagues. I'll take it over. So I've been competitive in the league for the first couple of years. And then the last couple, I've just been rebuilding, you know, what I like to do, accumulate assets. Uh, I plug it in the league simulator one day and it's like, hey, uh, you have so many assets on your team. You've built up a fairly good squad. You've had a ton of draft picks. You're actually a top three team in the league. I say all this to say that trading away Garrett Wilson in a league where you're a competitor seems antithetical. But another thing that the league simulator told me is that the guy I'm trading with, this BA132, is a bottom four team in the league without Garrett Wilson. Uh, Garrett Wilson doesn't really make him a super strong contender. And obviously it's our guy in here, Cody, roster baiter, his first as well. Uh, another one that's bottom four in league simulator so and these are over 100 simulations uh it doesn't really matter how many times i run it i can run it a thousand times the results kind of come out the same these guys are both bottom four teams definitely on the fringe i have an abundance of wide receivers drake london Devonte smith Traylon burks like these kind of wide receivers. chris olave i built up the depth over the last couple of years garrett wilson just happens to be one of them sam howe my qb5 qb5 uh i'm Probably never, ever not in your heart. Not in your no, heart. Not in my heart, but on my team, my current one constructed, my QB5. So if I can get off my QB5 in another position, which I have an abundance of in Garrett Wilson for two first, I would say that's probably close. But when I factor in the league simulator, when I run it and I go, I got another shot at having two top four 24 first with, mind you, I already had three, Adam. I already had three. I was just going to get to that because that's the biggest point that I think is underrated in grading a single trade. E even if the uh, the person that's grading your trade is really, really good. Like, let's say they have, they do great with context. They're very smart with Dynasty. It's it's not in the current deal, right? So right. you'll say on the surface, okay, well, like I need two firsts for Garrett Wilson. So now Sam Howe's free. Like, I mean, I guess, you know, without context, sure. I'm not going to really argue that. But at the same time, like, where's the context? And the reason I say that is Mike already gave it to you. Like, this deal is a deal, but there's also a lot of moving parts. So he's already told you, former competitor that is now rebuilding. So you already know, um, 
I mean, none that I know anyway, unless he's in the league with me, <laughs> has has his own pick in that scenario. Yes. And unless I have it, he's got it. Um, reason I say that is so he has his own pick. So it's in his best interest if he's going to rebuild and get rid of pieces for other picks that his pick becomes worse because these players are now off of his team, right? So that part's not baked into this individual trade. The second thing is, these two twenty-four first, even if you you know grade them as they are, and even right. if you say there's like mid to early upside, that doesn't bake in once you have five. Some of the ones that may be more mid to late, and you have ones that are more mid to early. Like if they cross over, you're still going to end up with early, right? You have yeah. half of the first round, damn near, right? Like that bakes in upside in just the picks themselves, and then the biggest thing is if you watched the trade show last week, if you watched the trade show uh, anytime, what does five first get to? I can tell you, anything. Mahomes. Yes. Uh, it's anything. Now, the the owner of Mahomes may say no, but when you go with five first to the table for Patrick Mahomes, like he may, he may say decline. He or she may say decline, but... They're not going to be like, oh, that's a terrible offer. I would never. You, you got five first, right? That's not Sam Howell. Like you come to Sam Howell to the deal as the primary piece, and people are laughing you out of the building about Patrick Mahomes. And so all that being said, um, there's a lot of intricacies in trades in general, and one of the reasons I want to talk about this that we do here that are a little deeper than um, you know a standard thing that show a lot more context. So – I guess for me, Mike, you know, knowing you're rebuilding, obviously I want Garrett Wilson. But if like people value him as a two first asset, I'm I'm comfortably willing to move on on a rebuild because not that I don't think Garrett Wilson can be awesome, but I don't think he's like a uh, must have foundational piece on a 12 team superflex PPR right. tight end premium start 10 team, right? I think it. I think it's completely fine. Like if you say Garrett Wilson for two first, most most time than not, I'm just going to take the two first because it's two assets. But if you're on a team like this one, this is this is in full honesty coming out of a rebuild. Um, it's definitely going to be a playoff team in the competition. I I wouldn't say it's the strongest one. There's a, there's a couple other teams that I look at and I go, I think this one's a little bit more well constructed for 2023, but. If you were to say Garrett Wilson for two first, more times than not, I'd probably say the two first. Now, I completely understand if everybody else goes, I'd rather have Garrett Wilson. He's fantastic. Start 10, uh, his ascension, Aaron Rodgers, all the things he can be. Adam, I'm with you. He's he's an awesome, awesome wide receiver. Yep. Um, Sam Howell is completely fine as like your QB4, QB5, but it's is just. He? At, at that, yes. I'm sorry. At that, right. yes. It, it, see, you he, wouldn't want Sam Howell. This on a is the biggest part of the deal, team. though, right. that I'm looking at, and I'm not in the league. And I look at, I ran the simulator, by the way, uh, way more than a hundred times, just for context. And what I'm seeing is, even after this trade, he's eight. When I ran this thing 550 times, BA132 is at eight. Right. Now, what this tells me when when I I don't even have the full context. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong. But see, like Garrett Wilson, yeah, I'm cool buying him on almost any build. Like I think he's young and possibly good enough points per game with uh, the addition of Aaron Rodgers to, to, to make, be worth it on a contender. To be too, yeah, right? a top twelve receiver, absolutely. Yep. 
But here's the problem. Now, depending on the manager and how it works out, like if you're just saying, hey, throw in Sam Howell as a part of this deal so I feel better about sending two first, quarterback three, quarterback four, quarterback five, like you're talking about, fine. But here's what I'm worried about when I see what I'm looking at. You're getting Sam Howell as a piece of this deal. Like, okay, I'm great now at receiver, and I'm going to patch Sam Howell in when I need to at quarterback two. Nah, miss me. That is the thing. I I like to refer to it, and I think you might have coined this one at some point, but it's the poison pill. It's the poison pill. So you leverage your future first, right, which what BA132 did here. He leveraged Mm -hmm. his 24 first. He gets Sam Howell thrown in the deal so he feels good about it, and I'm comfortable throwing him in the deal because now Sam Howell is his QB2. Right. That's what I I already figured this. Based on what I'm looking at, I almost knew it had to be. Right. Right. He has a fantastic QB one in Justin Herbert. No doubt about it. But you've leveraged your first and now your QB two is Sam Howell. Your next best option is a Baker Mayfield. But right? the worst and this is this is the team that you're gonna roll out. So more times than not, in my mind I go, damn, you have really no option. Like Sam Howell doesn't get you the conversation of having a good quarterback. Baker Mayfield doesn't get you the conversation of having a good quarterback. And you don't have a first to leverage, right? Like if you want to get another good QB two, you're really only your recourse now is you need to down to your Justin Herbert, which but, kills you in war. But the worst part, see, all that's true, by the way, because I agree with that. But see, see, here's the thing, right? Now, I'm comfortable going down. Like let let's say you have built your team roster construction wise. Like you got Herbert as the QB one. Mm-hmm. Like basically, what you're missing is your super flex. Now, if it's not Sam Howell, but let's say I'm just trying to get a, a for instance in here. Let's say it's um like let's say it's Derek Carr. There you go. That was the one I was gonna throw out too. Derek Carr. Because Derek Carr, here's the thing, right? Like New Orleans doesn't have outside of an injury, New Orleans isn't gonna say, you know what, like Derek Carr, you're out. Like uh three right. games into the year. Right. Five games We're going into the year. with we're going with Jake Hayner or right. Jameis Winston or whatever. They, they, they wouldn't go with Jameis Winston all last year when the Red <laughs> Rifle, who's been tried and tried over and over, it's just done. The magic trick has been long gone. This Mr. September thing is done. I mean, like, the thing about it is, right, with Sam Howell as your quarterback, too, and this is one of the biggest problems with, like, intricacies of this deal. Now, if it's, if it's Carr and it's like, all right, like, maybe he's not the best warp guy. But he, he, he's stable enough at quarterback and has a good enough name. Like, he's going to be – I can play him all year. Like, I'm, I don't have the risk outside of he gets this freak injury. Sam Howell by week five, by week six, before that, like, for those of you who forgot, they brought in Jacoby Brissett. Uh, laugh all you want, but, like, Sam Howell's a fifth-round pick. Like, let's not act like he's got this, you know, long leash. Right. Like, th- if something goes wrong in season – you don't even have a quarterback in the discussion of getting to the table of something else. And you don't have your first. And I'm imagining Mike dried this guy of all of his picks, uh, knowing how Mike is considering he has five. No way. So um, the well's dried, right? You don't you don't have city water. The well's dried up. Sam Howell's dried up. And you're left with a, uh, a crusty old bag of dried up nothing. Now, here's the thing that sucks about this. I've been in the situation, not to this degree, but – where your team's really, really good, but if your quarterbacks aren't the same. For example, Mike, Justin Herbert last year wasn't a warp monster. 
Like if that stays the same and he's a middle of the pack warp guy and Sam Howell falls out of the roster, like the rest of your team can be great in lineup start 10, but you may not even make the playoffs. You may sneak in. Like it's right. a position you don't want to be in. And then Mike has all the, uh, you know, advantageous spots of, okay, good. I'm glad all that happened to you. You want your pick back? It's not going to happen. So go figure out how to make it work crustily. This is the thing where I use a combination of the two, man. We, we've talked about in the past on 40 chess, like trying to identify rosters where you'd like to get their pick, right? Where they have a gaping hole. So on this guy, you're looking at it and I'm going, I'll give you Sam Howe, but you don't have your pick. Uh, yeah, I'm going to poison pill you with QB2. On Cody's in the league simulator, maybe it looks a oh, little sorry. bit rosy. That's fine. On a, on Cody's pick, Roster Raiders pick, it looks a little bit more rosy on the league simulator. But when I look at it, I go, okay, your his quarterback situation is much better, right? Lamar, Kirk Cousins, and then he has some decent like QB three options in much Jimmy much better, yeah, right. Um, but when you look at it, and I go, man, we're in a start ten, and and Robert Woods. Like, think about this. Robert Woods is in your starting lineup as your wide receiver three. This is Some people bench. said he's better than Cooper Cup a few years back. <laughs> a few years back, he might have been. Uh, Mike Williams is your wide receiver two in this league. Like, in your, in your starting lineup in a start 10 right now as it sits, you go, I don't feel good about that in a start 10. Like, I'm more than willing to put my chips down and make the bet on you failing with this roster construction. Same as I did with BA one three two. So using your own judgment, but also using the league simulator to really help identify it. That's where I go, man. I love Garrett Wilson, and and would he be worth it for me on a a, a playoff team? Yeah, like Garrett Wilson's awesome. Um, Sam Howell, fine, good depth piece at quarterback, right? QB four five, I'm fine. I I'm willing to write out my Sam Howell love, but uh, when you look at the rosters and you can easily identify. I'm willing to make the bet against these two teams on being bad. And if this ends up next year, we're sitting here at this exact time and going like, yeah, I got Caleb Williams and I got, you know, Brock Bowers in a tight end premium league. I got pick one and four, or I got Marvin Harrison Jr. And Caleb Williams, you go, well, either one of those pieces might be Garrett Wilson straight up. And the other one sure as hell is worth a lot more than whatever the hell Sam House worth at that point. So these are the kind of trades. This is why I love that league simulator tool combined with warp and your own process that you have in identifying teams. So, right. And then, and then especially in a lineup start 10, right. You can kind of pick and choose which ones you want to try to make, which ones right. you want to try to leverage. Um, there's so many different outs. Love Garrett Wilson, but uh, so many different outs on Mike's side. All right. Hawaii, Mike. Ooh, startup trade. All right. You ready for this? So I am. Uh, I got to give context too, but let's just run it through real quick. So Hawaii receives a 24 first from Jaden Rosard. This is fresh off a of startup. One of the things I think that we need to talk about and everybody should talk about when you pick someone's 24 first or whatever next year's first off in a startup like there's not a lot of time there for someone to guarantee you oh yeah this this first is late right <laughs> like you're talking about at this yeah. point right like the 503 is coming over from you now listen is, when is you there say a scenario but you, when you say you're it, betting it, you say it, you say it is because you and I have done it a couple years ago where we're like, oh, yeah, we're willing to leverage our 24 first in the startup because we're like, this is going to be late. And then what happens? Boy, oh, now? boy. <laughs> right? um, exactly. We'd speak from experience and not the good kind. <laughs> well, 
I'm gonna speak from I can speak from the good and the bad, and I can tell you on the bad it feels a lot worse. I love having the good side, but the 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 bad feels worse when you've sent your first away and it's in a startup, and you're like, yeah, this right. team's gonna be great, and then you realize, you know, three of the people you you bought in the startup are not playing. Not fun. <laughs> But anyway, point is, so 2020, I'm sorry, the uh, the 2001 pick um, and a 24 first as well as the 1011. Okay, so those are being acquired by Hawaii. He is sending away the 503 and the 1610. Now, now Mike, like when you look at this, I'm, I'm curious because when I looked at this, I was, I did a couple double takes and then when I see the context, I saw it. So before I give it to you, like give me, your thoughts on it straight up. I, I want to start doing more of this where like we talk about it in a vacuum and then we talk about it with context. There are a lot more players I'm willing to buy for a first and best ball. So I'll start with that. There's a lot more just generic. Now I'll say this. One of the things I've always cautioned the patrons against when they're asked is, this is a mistake I made last year, is there's a range of players where I go, I think they're worth a first, but why the hell would I do it in June? Why can't I wait until September Correct. when I have more information and I have a better feeling about their role, their production, uh, injury status, right? I don't have to carry the risk. The pick doesn't carry any risk right now. It's not going down. It's not moving. It might actually go up between now and September. I don't know, but it ain't going down. That's all I know for a fact. The player that I bought carries all the risk, and they can go down at any time. Suspension, injury, but, whatever, role change. But the biggest thing, too, though, right? And when you, this is one of, I think, like our roots still, startup values, I think, are key. But right. one of the biggest things when I look at this, though, Mike, is all right, so startup values, generic 24, yeah, seventh round pick. I'm getting the 503 right. here. Now, one of the reasons I want to talk con- talk context and what I'm seeing here. A lot of times, and and Mike and I made some of these bad bets in the fifth. 100%. Uh, and it's uh, fifth, sixth, like guys that have, you know, we bought in on. And we're, we're confident are going to buck the trend of where ADP's going. Uh, last year, not necessarily fifth round, but like sixth, seventh, you're talking, you know, Akers, Gibson, um, guys that we are staunchly in on. But, okay, so let's even say you make the bet right. You've won like a round of startup value. Two rounds. The payoff isn't that great. You know what sucks is when you're wrong. You're <laughs> dead wrong. And that fifth round becomes a 12th round. Like Antonio Gibson, Mike, for example, is a 12th round startup picking ADP. Right. And if you made that bet wrong, that 24 first, or which would have been the 23 first, becomes the 106 or early. Those are top four round startup picks. And that, I think, is one of the biggest things in a vacuum before I talk about context that we need to hit on. And when he was going in the sixth round of startups last year, and I'm going, oh, man, I take I can't let this happen, right. I'll pay a 24 or 23 first for him everywhere, like everywhere. Buy him. I did it for Akers, too. I told you guys that. Right. It was bad. It was bad. It's a bad process. So why do it in June now when you can wait and you can get all the information that you need? and make a better, more informed decision later. The other thing when you look at it, uh, best ball, Adam, start 10, doesn't really matter to be that part. But the the 10th round, I generally for me, my cutoff, and and I think Warp also will show this too as far as decline, like 
probably around the the 11th to 12th to 13th round right it's kind of those last group of players where i go in best ball these guys actually have some meaning and they're not just throw-ins right they right. i can actually they're going to be a a foundation piece on a best ball not foundation in the sense of like a garrett wilson foundation but no, foundation no, but... where i go like this is a threshold guy that i want on my team because it's going to fit a need, whether it's at, at running back, my running back four, or my tight end four, or my wide receiver six, me, or whatever me, it may be. Let me give you context in a startup today, which is what this is, right? So the 10-11, um, you're looking at right now, like for example, the 10-11 just straight up uh, off the rip, super flex startup rookies included. Mike, the 10-11 is a big piece. Evan Ingram. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even around there, Mac Jones – um, Tyler Lockett, Desmond Ritter, possibly like you're talking about legit name. players. Okay. And yeah. in best ball, you want, like you want Evan Ingram probably everywhere, but in best ball, especially now let's get to the 16th and 1610. So we're talking late 16th. All right. You know who you're betting on there? Um, Michael, War uh, Michael Wilson, Jalen Warren, Dwayne McBride, right. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilarious corpse. Um, <laughs> Mike Gusecki, I mean, Jarek McKinnon, right? Uh, Jerome Ford, we're hopeful that he's going to be the RB2. He's not going to even probably be the Kareem Hunt. Like, role. you look like, at all those guys and then go to the 201 and tell me the difference between that and a Michael Carter, Isaiah Spiller, right? When you get to the 20th, exactly, like, what is the difference? And that's, I know where you're going, right? Like, tell me realistically, Daniel Bellinger is in the 20th, like. I am happily going to take Daniel Bellinger for Mike Gusecki or, or Gerald Everett or Darnell Washington. Right. It's the same thing. The same if that's thing. the trade-off to go from the 16th to the 10th and also bet that you're making a bad decision at the 503. Right. Now, here, here's the big context, though, that kind of twists this whole thing up. So they're they're through the four twelve when this trade goes down, okay? Okay. The person that's acquiring the five hundred three has Mahomes, Garrett Wilson, and Ceedee Lamb. Not a bad start. Not at all. Now Hawaii has Fields and Lamar, but he's pick hoarding. So he's getting two quarterbacks. He's securing like the quarterback position, and then he's just like picking off draft picks, futures, yep. and he's betting against everybody. Right. In the process. Right. And he says he's trying out the Scott Connor approach of like getting off of the assets that are not locked in elite, but the 24 first, if you get enough of them, have guaranteed you can't, if you have enough of them, you can't miss all the earlies, right? So, right. but he's also locking down what he believes are two top 10 quarterbacks in the process. So, right. with that being said, 503, I, he also didn't say if it ended up becoming a quarterback sounds like it could be but point is it doesn't even matter like whatever you take at 503 i'm just betting against a lot of teams and i'm securing quarterbacks so the only way like adam i i look at it and i go like i wouldn't do it but we've seen some crazy things with adp is like one of these quarterbacks like a Tua, uh kyler daniel jones right one of these guys fell down what if, what if it's go, daniel jones at 503 i'm good man i think I'm not as big on Dan. I mean, he's fine. I just the reason I I, I, I don't I'm, like, I'm I'm personally like if this was you and me doing this deal, yeah. And you're like Daniel Jones is there, and I'd be like, 
yeah, I'll let you take the risk, right? <laughs> like, but here's I'm, the can I tell I, you I the difference? This one. I, I might, I might I, take it right up. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Daniel Jones guy, but when you tell me the guy's already anchored with like Mahomes, Wilson, CD, like he already has a good start. Like Daniel Jones doesn't have to really do shit. He just has to be he, okay. He doesn't. He doesn't. I'm right? just saying, just on the player, like the principle, right? I get you. The principle of it, like if you want to make that bet on Daniel Jones, by all means, because I'm young enough to remember last year when people hated him, and all of a sudden, when, now when you like, couldn't, you couldn't send a second. Like people right, are like, I don't even want a second. Nah. People are waiting for Tyrod Taylor to take over the quarterback position. So, like I said, if it was Daniel Jones, I let it. But we've seen these drafts where it's like a two or a Kyler sitting there, and if that was the case, like we were coming up on the pick, like I. Just out of sheer process and a vacuum looking at it, I go, definitely, like, this is a smart move for Hawaii. But the situation would be, like, if I was faced and I'm on the clock and at 5.03, I could get a Tua or a Kyler. The pick hoarding thing goes out the window. But see, that's where where I think, though, there's context also to Daniel Jones. Okay, so so a a few different things, right? Because, like, Daniel Jones, it's the name right now, but – when you look at startups, Mike, and it, it can go a lot of different ways, but when you look at ADP, it also reflects this. There's basically the high-end ones everybody wants, right? The fields. And then they yeah. kind of sprinkle in after that. You get, you know, A. Rich, Watson, Bryce, Dak, Stroud, Kyler really starts to fall. Tua falls. And then Daniel Jones is like the cutoff. Right, that's the Because the after that, it's right basically there. like, okay – like Who you're, wants bet, to you're betting bet on, on Trey Lance, Lance. or They're old Kurt Cousins, or Kirk, or like Gaw- is Goff yeah. going to really get a, a bag? And <laughs> do I really want to do this? Is Pickett Jared actually going to be any better because they got an offensive line and they're investing in him? I'm and it's you. like, I'm with you. That's the thing. So if if you're giving him the five hundred three and he's already got a good build, there's still upside. But it's like, you know what? In this scenario, maybe dimes, even though it's dimes. The principle of what he becomes as a quarterback in the last of the tier is worth more than what I've picked up, even though I like in a vacuum Hawaii side, which is why I wanted to talk through some of this intricacies of the entire deal. Love it. It's a good deal by Hawaii. I like it. I, I, like I, it too. I do too. But I also think under, you, you, even if you lose this thing. one, go ahead. Sorry. Right. The underappreciated thing is he throws him a 16th, gets a 20th back, which is basically the same thing, but somehow finagles the 10th round pick, which in a best but also, is actually going to be a decent player. You know what the best part of that is too? Is it's really like a 17th to the, the 20th because right. it's 2001 versus 1610. Like That's another thing to keep in mind when you play up startup <laughs> picks. Like the 1610 versus the 2001 on those, those swing picks. Like there's that. It, it looks like four when it's really closer to more like two. And when we talk about the player values and tiers, it's uh, it's maybe one, maybe none. Uh, I'm good. You got, you can have that 16th. All right, blitz, Mike. Um, the who's 12 team superflex best ball PPR 0.75 tight end premium. Two tight ends are starting, and we're starting 12 overall players. So, uh, the 2023 10 12. Uh, so this is another startup pick, by the way. 10-12 and the 4-12 for the 5-11 the 8-11. In a vacuum, Mike. Settings and all that. What do you think here? To trade back a round to trade up two rounds. I mean, it's probably fair on both sides. In a best ball, though, like I feel much better if I have the 5 and the 8 
than I do with the four and the ten. Even though I just said the ten, the eleventh, the twelfth, like there's going to be good players in there. There's much better players in the eighth round. They're much better. And the fourth and the fifth isn't really that much different. So kind of the exact same thing to me. Um, so give me the the picks where it's just a little bit better in a best ball in a lineup. Um, I could say if I got to push the button on it, I'd say there's more of a difference between the fourth and the fifth, even a late fourth and a late fifth. I'd say there's probably a little bit more. You might talk yourself into one extra tier in a best ball. I don't really feel like that tier is there. So can I tell you without the context? And I, let me. Can I just tell you everything you just said is right? And this. This is why I like to do these type of trades, and and some of the reasons I pulled the ones I did these last uh, this last week, right. Mike, because it's the dead period, and everyone's so. I feel like this is kind of a blanket statement because maybe you aren't watching this, but like a lot of people are kind of asleep at the wheel right now. But the reason I say that is there's edges on the wire and startups, and people are like you know just waiting for football. Mm-hmm. When I look at this trade, because to to the vacuum, I'm a hundred percent with you. Like in generic values, the four twelve to the five eleven, best ball. Like if you just told me right now we're gonna make this trade, the start the startup just happened, Mike. No one no one's made a single pick. I want the five eleven and the eight eleven. But you know what I think, knowing how Blitz is before I even pull the context because I haven't seen it, I just know it's in my phone and I've pinned them all so I can see it. I think this is a move up from the 511 to get a guy at the 412 that shouldn't be there. That's what it looks like to me. Now, if it's not that, this is a terrible deal because <laughs> the full two round move back from 811 to 1012 is enough of a difference. For example, the 811 right now, you're talking like in, in the ranges of Christian Kirk, Aaron Rodgers, DeAndre Hopkins, Aaron Jones. Now, Older assets, but like let's keep it real. Keep healthy. Come September, they go up. They go way up. Yep. Ten twelve. You know what's going to happen? Will Levis, Jonathan Mingo, Brian Robinson. Like, I, I want them in best ball, but there right. is a massive difference in what that could be versus what Aaron Rodgers and. DeAndre Hopkins and Aaron Jones could be. What happens in that eighth round a lot of times is it's the last of tiers. People just don't want to press the button in June because they're getting older. So uh, let me pull the context because that's just what I'm looking at. And, Mike, I don't know if that's kind of what you're seeing too here or hoping anyway. That's what I'm hoping. But I get it. Like if I were to do this uh, at the start of the draft before I know anything. And that's why I want to talk about it with context and without it. Yes. But – there's a scenario, like I said, like uh, like you're talking about here. If at the 412, there's somebody there who shouldn't be there. Boom. Kind of what Check we were talking out. about. Check with, it out. With the 503, right? If there's a Kyler, there's a Tua, there's somebody. Daniel Jones. Fall. That's why context is big. All right, so here we go. Uh, it's right here on my phone. I'm not going to put it up on there because I can just tell you. But 12-team Superflex best ball, start 12. We already know all that. Started out committing early with Kelsey. Mike. I don't want to give this away. Well, actually, you've already seen it. Uh, if you if you see <laughs> this, heard it. <laughs> 40 chess, we talked about in the second round, if you take Kelsey, like yes. the risk of it forces your hand early. Started out committing early with Kelsey. This was a small move up to secure Cup, and other solid pieces were there. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Now, if you land Cup, who's supposed to be like early fourth, sometimes a lot of times third, right. to get out of five eleven, which right. now, Mike, you're talking you about have no shot at a Cooper Cup type at five eleven. You're talking about like Jerry Judy, uh, Michael Pittman, big difference. DJ Moore, and you already have committed with Kelsey. That's a craftful yep. move now. All of a sudden, that doesn't cost you a whole lot, right? Now, the difference in Aaron Jones and, and you know Mingo is a, is a lot, but so is the difference between Michael Pittman and Cooper Cup on a contender. Right. And that one means more. Even in a best ball league, means more. Yes. And then right. he backfills he backfills with the tenth, which like I said, the the tenth the ten twelve in this case. Good players, just not like <clears throat> ones that I really care about, but I do have a cutoff, right? Where it's like I want those picks in the top twelve because they'll actually matter in best ball. Everything after that is just kind of the same. So Smart, heady move if he's got to send two pieces to get that move up. Let me get one more back that, you know, not sexy, but it's just going to be a piece that but, I'm going to plug in. A Brian Robinson doesn't really matter. It might be something that makes my lineup a couple times. I don't know if what, what Blitz did specifically here, but I'm going to tell you a 4D move that makes this even better is, okay, so now you got the 10-12 and you're like, all right, you're kind of playing. This is in startups. Like, play the board and see what's happening in front of you, right? Like now, sometimes I think at the ten twelve, even if you're in a league that people are asleep on, like you'll end up getting a little value there. But let's say, like in the ninth round, they're like, you know what, man, like Derek Carr is somehow sneaking around, or mm-hmm. like some of the, like you can now with your ten twelve, find a way to add like maybe even a second or something, or you know another later trade back into go tear up again cheaply to land a Derek Carr or a you know. I don't even know who's all in the ninth round, David and Joku or something like that, where you feel like it's definitely different tier wise than what's going to be in the 10th. You can basically make this type of a trade again, where you, you know, get the asset that shouldn't be hanging around. Here's one more thing too, like just to kind of think about, and if you're blitz and blitz is very smart and very good at what he does too. But I would also think about this too, if I was just kind of projecting not only the 10th where you just want that pick, but if you kind of know ADP and where people are going with it, there's a quarterback ADP-wise in Superflex that's going a lot later than the 10-12 by almost a full round. And if you're going to make the bet on Cooper Cup, why not take his quarterback? Yep. <laughs> Get the stack. It's a best ball league. That could be your QB3, whatever the hell it is. You're already making the bet on Cooper Cup. Let's double down. And with this other pick, I'm going to get the, the Cooper Cup back, Matthew Stafford stack. And- and you know what else? Let's even say somehow that was like your plan and it misses. Like, Mike, you could 10-10. Like, right. Mac Jones hangs around with the 10-10. Like, right, you get another one. There are scenarios in the 10-12 if you play it right where there's trading up, where you make that pick better than what it looks like on surface too. So right. when you secure an asset like Cup on a win now, I'm, I'm, I'm aboard the, uh, the Blitz train. I'm with you. NFL with Blitz, you. you know, shout out. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, an OG shit league trade, Mike. Not oh, myself. Yeah, yeah. All right. So 12-team Superflex best ball start 13. It's the OG shit league. Uh, Mr. Wonderful is acquiring two seconds, Mike. He's sending away Devin Duvernay, Elijah Moore, and then his own 25-4th and 26-4th. So, Mike, the force, I think, a little convolute the deal. Oh. But... Like let let's talk about this in principle of the league you're looking at and understanding 
I'll be honest, there's a lot of things in this this league that are very different than what most people are going to be experiencing in almost any of their leagues. So curious your thoughts on this trade specifically. I like it. I like it for Mr. Wonderful, to be honest. I saw it go through. Mm-hmm. Um, Elijah Moore, I'm a little cooler on him than I was before, partly because of Debro, but I still like Elijah Moore. And if you told me Elijah Moore are just a random 25 or 26 second at this point, in a best ball league, like I'm good. If I if I miss, I miss. It's it's not going to cost me that much for a pick two years out. Now the right process play is probably just take the second. So we'll start there. The rest of this junk, Duvernay, two force for another second. The opposite one, even in twenty six, right? I don't care. Like exactly. I'll take that one all day. So when I look at it too, I go, all right, that was pretty heady on his part. The fact that Elijah Moore kind of fits that, maybe. Maybe, mm-hmm. probably worth mm-hmm. a second in some people's yep. minds. Uh, you get it, but the second part, you just hammer it home more like, even in a best ball league, man, you can have all my Devin DuVernay and every fourth I have to give me your future second, even if it's in 26. As long as I know the league's going to be around, which this is a shit league, so it'll probably be around for the next 50 years. As long as I'm still kicking and playing Dynasty, it'll be around. So I like this one. The other one that's kind of uh, underrated, too, is, I mean, Adam – You've featured so many trades on this league, so many, and you have some older aging contenders who are highly competitive. Um, you got my team in there, uh, yours you've built up now in, in has broken that juggernaut territory. So for the next couple of years, like we're kind of at the will of, you know, Adams winning it or maybe one of these other contenders like myself is just holding on just enough. Right. And plays the variance and like, hey, like any any given week, anyone can win. I will will be completely honest when I look at it. Dynasty BA's team hasn't been that good in the past. um, And it's even more convoluted and cloudy now too. So if I have one of those teams in that range that wants to give me picks in 25 and 26, especially when everybody's kind of in no man's land, if you're not one of like maybe two, three teams in this league, yeah, I just take those bets, and I'm gonna hope that this pays off. And all of a sudden, I got like a 202 and 25, and a, a 203 and 26, or whatever the case may be, and I've made ten times profit. See, see, I, I like the way you walk through uh, all the parts of that because the things that I wanted to touch on that you didn't necessarily get into detail. One, like you already touched on Elijah Moore for a second. Process wise, I think a lot of people right now want to believe in the talent of Elijah Moore and going to Cleveland, then paying for him, even though it was a trade back. You get Elijah Moore with with Watson. There's people that are excited. But in a process play, it's like, all right, a second. I don't have maybe the upside today as I do if Elijah Moore hits, but like I have a lot more outs. So, okay, even if you say like that net's even in 25 because it's two years out. Here's the thing, Devin Duvernay, and I like the guy, right? But he's kind of like a um, jack of all trades guy, special teams guy, right? Good with the ball in his hands, but he's not this uh, like dominant receiver that we've right. seen drafted later. And you just think about what they've done. They drafted Bateman. They still have a lot of hope for. I mean, whether it happens or not, uh, you know, Harbaugh's talking how much he believes in Shoddy B. They just drafted Zay Flowers. They brought in $15 million a year OBJ. They've got Mark Andrews. 
Like, I understand best ball having my targets and stuff. But Devin Duvernay for a second is outrageous at this point, personally for me. Now, if you tell me I get to pick Devin Duvernay over waivers or he's like a third or a fourth, like, uh, whatever. No, no chance. I don't care if it's in 29, 39, 49. I'm not sending a second for Duvernay. The force you can forget about. And, and I think the biggest part, though, Mike, this is a Mr. Wonderful takes over an orphan, right? And I think right. sometimes, you know, like, I think the way the league went down, like let's call it what it is. Everybody decided they wanted to contend early and I had all the picks and you know, it's not even by any other than variance. Like if nine people say they want to contend, they can't all contend. Like someone's going to end up being with the short stack and be pissed and leave the league. So now you come in, if you come in and clean up an orphan, and I think that's one of the reasons I wanted to feature this trade when you come in as an orphan, now this is probably one of the more extreme scenarios. Like you have basically, like Mike said, people that have contended for two years and have, have leaned so far into it, there's no other option, right? Like I'm contending, I've either won or I've been close and my picks are gone, I'm old, like I'm I'm not changing now. Like you're going to have to make me feel it before <laughs> I change, right? Right. And you got this other person that's just completely cleaned house with picks and has traded a bunch of things and now... Like, you're looking at a weird dynamic, and I think that's another thing about orphans. You don't know the dynamic until you get in and see it. And what's really good about this trade, though, is Mr. Wonderful's like, all right, I got to operate in a, in a zone I'm not comfortable in. And I think this is one of the biggest edges in orphans is seeing the dynamics of the league and where is there an edge where I can win, right? Like, let, let's think about this for a second. Like, my team is really, really stacked. Now, granted, like injuries can happen, anything can happen, variants can happen. Mike's team's good. There's a there's a couple other teams that are still really good, and then there's some awful dog shit teams that don't have their picks, and that's how things mm-hmm. got out of balance. Now, if you're Mister Wonderful and you take over this orphan, and you stay with these force and Devin Duvernay, and Elijah Moore, like even if Elijah Moore hits ceiling, let's okay. say he's wide receiver twenty four in dynasty. Yep. That's not changing your team. <laughs> They're making you a contender. Relative to what is happening in the league dynamics, right? Like, think about the league dynamics. These two seconds in years pat and years out, right? Like, people don't think about right now, but I have something that no one else has. Like, sometimes that's part of what you're doing is going to get something no one else has and seeing if you can get a leverage piece somewhere else. Because Elijah Moore and Devin Duvernay give you no leverage piece at all, period. Right, so. right. That's the uh, the deeper, deeper dark secrets of the OG shit league, you know? <laughs> All right. Uh, B-Hall, Mike, 12-team Superflex lineup, start 10. He's acquiring Jimmy G, Austin Eckler, and a 24 first from Windy City. Oh, my goodness. Uh, sending away Geno Smith, Christian McCaffrey, and the 310. 12-team Superflex lineup, start 10, Mike. Oof. I know we don't like Geno Smith all that much, but you and I really don't like Jimmy G and the injury stuff going on right now is uh, making this deal interesting. Yeah. Let's say interesting. Where you at, man? Where McCaffrey, you at? McCaffrey, Eckler, I'll just I'll cross them off. Um, I would say probably most people probably prefer McCaffrey. McCaff- so do I. I. I think McCaffrey deserves an edge. 
he he does add him, but then you really think about it, like who's the guy who's been like RB one or two for the last couple of years, and it's right, been Austin Eckler. So. Agreed, but who's <laughs> like, also like about no. twenty nine and was very unhappy all off season. I right? understand until he stops doing it, though. I get you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying we should like you know tell Eckler yeah. shit, but yeah. All right. I, I prefer <clears throat> McCaffrey, but I think it's close enough where I just really don't care. Like, it's the same kind of dude. Fair know? enough, especially in a lineup league where you're telling me, like, uh, you know, they're both heroes. Got it. Right. Right. Uh, Geno Smith or Jimmy G? Uh, I don't like either one of them, but I definitely don't like Jimmy G a lot more than I don't like Geno Smith. Koopa, um, stand Smith. up. <laughs> Koopa, take your lap. This is this is tough, though, man. <sighs> The if first, at, the first is huge though. Right, the three ten. I don't give a shit about. Uh, <laughs> Especially this year, like, because the three ten, right? It becomes a pick I either have to make or right. find a way to trade out of that late. Because right now, when I look at this trade, it still has B Hall seven. So it's, I guess it's one of these leagues that hasn't still drafted in June fifteenth. So yeah, <laughs> that's crazy too. <laughs> Hasn't drafted a rookie, but I mean, but I, but I look at that shit. It's like a third and twenty four is different than a three ten, right? You know, it's not. Like, a, it doesn't have all that promise of what it could be, right? Right. All of a sudden, three ten is like the. This is the, realized. The closer realized the draft shit. becomes to three ten, it's like, oh, this is a real player. This is a real right. player. This is a real player. Um, I'm gonna say this. I think, and it isn't because B Hall's a patron. Um, I think I'm willing to risk it, even though I think Jimmy G is god awful and trash, just for the allure <laughs> of the of the first. Because I'm hoping I'm. I'm going to run this, by the way, because I think the first. I, I like the allure anyway, even if you tell me it's not guaranteed right. really. But I want to run. This is why we have the simulator. You know, I want to see what kind of upside we really got here. I'm I'm hoping not even the allure of the pick, right? But I'm just hoping that. Uh, I hope B Hall's roster constructed correctly, and Geno Smith wasn't like his QB two. Um, it was more like his QB three, and he got him off of waivers or a real late round pick if it was a startup last year, whatever the case may be. Like I hope that wasn't the thing. Uh, and if that's the case, I'm more risky to like, oh, fuck off. It's my QB three. Uh, I'm more willing to get risky for the allure of what possibly could be with the 24 first. Especially if I look at Eckler and McCaffrey and go, wow, while I do prefer McCaffrey over Eckler, I think points for game-wise for one year, does it really matter? They're basically going to score the same. I'm good. I'll just take Austin Eckler. So the allure of the 24 first brings it in. And that, and like you said, you're pulling up the league similar. I have no idea where that does. If, if I'm looking at it and I'm going, man, Windy City thinks he's going to get one over because he's going to upgrade his QB2 position with Geno Smith, and he's moving neutral at the running back position but willing to risk his first. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, see, I think, Mike, I'm running it, by the way. Um, But the thing is, like, running it doesn't really matter. Um, But I'm going to do it out of principle. Here's the thing when I look at this, though. The more deeper I look at it, all right, let, let, let's say you convince me to do this, and I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll take I'll take the Eckler down tier. Like, let's even say you're down on Eckler. Like, you're kind of worried yeah. he's older. You'd rather have McCaffrey by a decent amount. Let's even call it, like, a second gap or, you know, uh, a solid player. Here's the thing, though, right? Like, 
There's only one way in my mind where B Hall really loses this. And it's Geno's his quarterback too. And the rest of his team is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yeah. now, like Jimmy G is your quarterback too with the un- unstable shit he's got going on <laughs> and like no fallout plan. Super fragility. That is where I think the only way you lose this because like on the surface, the difference in Eckler McCaffrey to, to your point you made is like, all right, let's even say Adeline McCaffrey. It's, it's, it's kind of negligible in the deeper scheme of what you're doing in the lineup start 10. And if those are quarterback threes, like I'm fine. Like, all right. I mean, I know Koopa loves him some Gino, but if I'm not playing Gino on a regular basis, I don't care that much about going down to Jimmy G as much as I hate Jimmy G. Right. But the 24 first gives you endless possibilities. Endless. Huge. Endless possibilities. I will say this though. Just ran the tool, man. And um, we're going to need some things to happen to Windy City. It's going to need to get really windy. Number one team in the league. Number one team in the league. 10.3 wins relative to everyone else's in the eights or sevens. So let's talk about it from his perspective. If you knew that, if you were him, you were Windy City and you go, yeah, this is a late one. Is it worth you to feel like you're getting the QB upgrade? Obviously, Geno Smith ain't plugging in as his QB2, but he's plugging him in as his QB3, I would hope. And if you valued McCaffrey more than Eckler, is it worth it to send that late first? I actually – see, the way I view this is if I was going to do this – all right, so my team's already really good. Geno's either my, like, battling quarterback two or quarterback right. three, right? Like, right. he's – Maybe if he's some, got like a Patrick Mahomes and a Jared Goff yeah, and now exactly. Smith. He's basically right. like I have an elite quarterback and I have him now as my quarterback two, quarterback three French. I can either pick which one or he's like my, you know, bye week or injury guy. Yeah. So you secure that, right? And then McCaffrey gives you this like chance at more of a hammer and less risk based on the market. Okay. I think he probably there overpay, but I will say there is a difference if you know your team's really, really good in Geno and Jimmy G. I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing in this trade is if I'm getting the 24 first, obviously if that's 24-112 and I hold this for all time, maybe I don't win. But I'm playing that 24 first value up into what I'm doing with the hopes of like packaging it up into something else and not actually for like forecasting that 112 and seeing it come to fruition. Like I'm not wanting that to happen. I'm wanting to play that into something bigger and hope that, you know, I'm basically trading up and I'm trading kind of maybe not fully within tiers, but enough to where I can make this 24 first be something totally different. Like that's where B Hall's edges, right? Having that 24 first is the big extra piece and hoping that, the difference in McCaffrey and Eckler are negligible, as is Geno and, and Jimmy G. And if you're Windy City, might not be the best process bet, but if you're like, my team's really good, Geno secures my quarterback three, even if it's for a year, and CMC, I feel really good about in that offense for a full season. So, Damn. I would I say I, I understand it. It's just uh, definitely more of a, a sad trombone when you hear it's the 
you know, the number one team in the league. Now that doesn't mean it'll end up being the number one team in the league, but right. it just, it's not as appealing when it was more random, like, Ooh, this could be anything. He could have stuck him with a, this could be the guy who's, you know, fringe playoff team. And that's a bet I want to make. Not as much on the guy who's already pretty strong. I just I'm like, oh, right. No, it, it, it's basically like I'm using it now as a part of my horde of multiple picks is what I'm hoping is what he's doing here. And then I understand it a little more. So I'll still say in process though, I want B hall side because he, here's the truth, right? If you really think about the process, the last part that I still think makes B hall even still win. When you think about this and the, the scenarios that could play out, McCaffrey has been so injury prone. Like in that in that San Fran offense, bleeds running backs. How many running backs have we seen get hurt in that zone read? All of them. Everyone. Except for McCaffrey so far. But it could definitely happen in any game with him. And then if Geno turns like if Geno turns into a pumpkin and Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, which is both of those things for what it's worth are not even crazy claims for everyone no. looking at this in the summer. No. You win by a mile on the other side, no matter what happens with Jimmy and with Eckler. So, I like it for B-Hall and a process. So. Yep. All right, man. Uh, I think one or two more trades here. All right. Sorcy. Uh He was surprised I added him as a friend on Discord after he joined the Patreon and asked, um, how bad are you and Mike going to make fun of me? Are you, you are you looking for more <laughs> details? Like, what what's wrong? Um, <laughs> all right. 14-team Superflex lineup start 10. Uh, 0.75 tight end premium. There's a 0.25 running back receiving bonus. So Sorcy is sending away, I'm sorry, he's receiving the 111 and a 24 first from Shufa. Shufa is acquiring Derrick Henry and Rodgers. Now, I mean, you want to talk about the ultimate, I mean, this is going for it and not going for it. Right. This is a clear directional trade. I mean, about as clear as you're going to get. Mike, let me ask you this. Like, just on the surface, before we get context, again, where does your mind go? So, 14 the first, team. Yeah, yeah. The first thing I look at is 14 team super flex. And I go, what I think about Aaron Rodgers versus what he's probably worth. I would say in a 12 team super flex league, like I don't think I want to pay a first for Aaron Rodgers, but I kind of understand it. In a 14 team league, I would say he's worth every bit of a late first that you can get. Um, Derek Henry or a random <clears throat> 24 first. The fact that it's 14 team, like you go, if this is like the 202, uh, you know, in a 12-team league, if this is the 114, if I'm a contender, if I could sell myself on that, I think I'd rather just ride out Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? Like, I, these are both kind of old, crusty, gross guys that people aren't as high on but have been elite producers in the past. I get it. This is the battle of directions, though. If I'm on either side, Sourcey side, not only because he's a patron, I can go, yeah, like you take them, I'll take the 111, whoever the hell that may be, whether it's a Kincaid or, you know, I, I don't care. I really right. don't care who right. it is. Um, right. you, you have the Aaron Rodgers. I can talk myself into it. I don't think anybody's paying me anything more for Aaron Rodgers. I don't think I'm getting anything more later unless he, like, comes out extremely hot and somebody talks himself into it. But it ain't going to change the fact he's old as shit, right? That ain't yes. going to change. Yes. Uh, 
The same thing goes for Derek Henry. Like, do I really think anybody's going to pay me more than a random 24 first at any given time for Derek Henry? Not, not with the, not with the age. Like, I think that ship has sailed. So at this point, I'm like comfortable getting off. If I was Shufa on the other side, the only thing I would say is, and we alluded to this before on previous trades, is just like in June, it feels so dirty to make this bet already when you have multiple options. If it's not Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, like maybe it's a Russell Wilson's kind of in the same range. Like maybe I have more information. I feel a little bit better about a Russell Wilson, or maybe damn Jordan Love has been tearing up in preseason. He's going around the same range. Maybe the one one eleven gets me that. But that's the thing. It's like it's the one eleven in twenty three. The rookie draft hasn't happened yet, so like the ship is going to be sailing real damn soon. Um, and really, Adam, I think if you if you tell me the one eleven or the actual player who goes at one eleven, I'm going to take the pick all the time because it's just such a an unknown. I get to do what I want with it, right? And it's I also no pick, name attached right now, right? The minute I make the pick, it always feels like it goes down in value. It does because it just eliminates certain people that have feelings about that player and the name. So it feels like Shufa was kind of up against the clock here. I don't hate it for either side. Um, you know, the context on Sourcey, if you're in a rebuilder, I think you did about the best you could hope for. Really good. I'd I'd like to squeeze a little bit more out of him, and, and I know some people would be like, oh, he got caught or, or whatever. I think it's completely fine. And if I'm a contender, if I'm up against the clock, like I really don't want to make it, but if I got to, I got to. And obviously if he was the 111, uh, no, this came from real cousin Sal, so this ain't even his own pick. I have right. no idea if she was good or not. Uh, if I had to, I'd, I guess I'd, I guess I'd go ahead and do it. It just, it feels gross to do it in June. I'd rather wait, but you, you would do, you would do the players buy the players, right? Like okay. a 14 team lineup, start 10. I mean, Adam, what are you, more are you going to ask for? If, if you told me like, Hey, I'm going to give you one running back. You got to pick and it's going to be a random 24 first that I think is going to be late, right? As a contender. Uh-huh. Who's uh, there's a lot of options, but who's the first guy you're gonna go to? It's gonna be the guy who's like the rushing king every single year, and you're like, sure. one more time, just give me one more. Year. That's all I need. Now, now, Come to me, Derrick Henry. Now I'll say this: I think everything you said about that, honestly, like uh, I don't really have any disagreements, um, and, and I think you actually hit a lot of really good points. Like at, at one point for Shufa, it's like, man. On the surface, it's it's close enough to where, like, did you need to buy these aging assets right, right now? But at the same time, like, let's say if Rodgers is starting decent enough and we know the name and the arm talent, like, the days of 111 for him are gone. Like, right. come September, October. Sorry. Now, Derrick Henry is an interesting case because we've been talking about he's going to cliff for two, three years, and then it just doesn't happen, doesn't happen. But let me give the context that makes this, in my opinion, why I wanted to talk about Mr. Wonderful's trade and and the reason I've constructed these in the way that they are. Mr. Wonderful, we talked about, Mike, what? You take over an orphan and you just, like, you got to kind of have to see what's up. Sorcy, an hour before the draft, gets this orphan. Like, here. That's fast. So it's basically like, yo, it's basically like, listen, like, we've been in this scenario before. Like, no one's taking this league. Here's this league. We need you to take it. You're going to get it at a discount. 
so he gets this and it's in full cleanup mode mike like you got aging assets you have no direction you're not good enough sell it all it's time to take the discount sales it's time to go goodwill on this like put it all on the rack and let's take the best we can you know and i only put this one trade up there um for sourcey but here's the thing mike right so this trade was what happens he also then traded away Christian McCaffrey and Terry McLaurin for uh, Ritter, Purdy, and another 24 first. He trades away Bateman, that 111 pick that he acquired here, to get the 106, which ends up being C.J. Stroud. So it's all of a sudden like sometimes in an orphan, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I think it's close enough where you could argue either side, but I'm with you, I'd probably lean the players. But when you tell me the context is, like, you have a doo-doo orphan that nobody wanted to take over. I I get you. You got to get – you got to just move pieces until you can eventually get a win. That's right. You're not going to come in and just demand wins off the rip. Like, you have to take your L's because someone messed up the whole build. You have to redo this whole thing. So, um, again, context is king, man. Context is king. You got to get to shoveling. Exactly. <laughs> Get You're going to have to take this L on Derrick Henry and Aaron Rodgers, man. But it's going to be better for you in the long term. All right. Um, I love these two. This trade has been accepted and is under review period. Trade will take effect on Monday. Um, Tyler O'Ban, 22. By the way, uh, I'm not sure which side is which. Um, I can pull it up. But here's what we're looking at, Mike. Deshaun Watson, Christian Kirk, and Sam Laporta. Being acquired for DK Metcalf, Jordan Addison, CJ Stroud, and a 24th third. 12 team Superflex PPR lineup. Starting 10, no tight end premium. Hmm. Mike, what do you say here, buddy? So this is this is gonna be do you believe ADP and market value, or do you believe your own self, Adam? Mm-hmm. I believe that Watson and Stroud are not in the same category for me. Yeah, um, I'm clearly far ahead of Deshaun Watson. So if I operate under that assumption, when I look at the trade, I go Watson, Stroud, and Addison. I kind of cross those out. Uh, would I rather have Metcalf or Kirk and Laporta? I'd rather have the Metcalf side on that um, than Kirk and Laporta. Yeah, but I still feel like I got to win with Watson over Stroud and Addison. Now. If you operate under the market assumption and what's actually been shown, uh, Stroud Watson, uh, some, some people actually favor Stroud than they favor Deshaun Watson, or relatively they're close. And even if they're close, if you were to cancel these two out on the deal, uh, <laughs> I already told you about the Metcalf, Kirk, and Laporta. Uh, this dude got a free Jordan Addison in return. Now, if I do it on mine, I would rather have because of what I feel about Watson versus Stroud uh, on my team. And and I put Watson still in that elite territory. I still want to draft him in the top nine. Like if you make me, if all the quarterbacks go, if there's eight quarterbacks in a row, pick nine, I'm taking, I'm on the clock and pick nine in a startup. I'm taking Deshaun Watson. No question about it. I don't even think twice. General random leagues, though, I don't think they value them the same, and I think it's a lot closer. So just on market value, though, the the Tyler O'Ban 22 killed it. But 
if I'm looking at it how I would and I would give advice, I'd want the Watson, Kirk, Laporta side. And it's not even because I like Sammy Laporta. He doesn't really mean shit to me in the tight end league. Like that, I don't even factor that part in at all. And I'm willing to take the loss on DK. Yeah, so, see, I, I think this is a tough trade to grade. I, I, I purposely mm-hmm. ended this here because – I'll be honest, Mike. You know what's crazy is this is a warp tool. See, when I pull up a trade like this and I'm like, all right, regular settings, I'm kind of torn, pull up the warp tool. So, Mike, if you want to pull along too, you can. Uh, G-Dog is a new patron. Um, shout out to Gary Guev. G-Dog1283, uh, your league, the 12 meat packing beef boys. Um, love everything about what's happening so what? far with our warp tool. What? <laughs> What? Yeah. Uh, don't question <laughs> me. This isn't. I didn't put this. I'm just reading. I'm just the messenger. All right. Don't kill the messenger. So h- here's what I'm seeing in warp, though, Mike. What I see really is when I look at this this uh, line for receiver. Now I may have to start figuring out a way to screen share some of the stuff like this if we have it. It's it's going to be probably more one off. But what I'm really looking at, Mike, when if you pull it up is. Like the top four and five, maybe six-ish at receiver, they offer a different line. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I start looking at the scoring, the way this works, like from Amon at seven all the way to, I mean, dude, we're talking 22, 24. They're the same. One versus like .9. Like it's one point three seven, but versus point nine. Not saying you wouldn't rather have the better receiver, but like Warp already is telling me, like if you believe Kirk's at a discount, there might be name cachet with DK and market you can trade, but like that might not be the worst thing in the world if you get the big advantage at quarterback. When I look at this line, where the top four are monumentally different than any position out there, period. And then I really look, and it's like the top 12 still are better than any other player out there. So if you believe Watson firmly is in the top 12 and probably has a chance to get the top six, that's the piece I want. It's one of those where it's like, okay, Laporta is what makes this hard. And this is why I say it's hard because I don't want a Sam Laporta in a non-tight end premium league. (laughs) Like, if that's almost anything else, I'm smashing the Watson side. But, like, dude, I would say that, uh, Jerry. This is a – I don't want to take back in June this overvalued tight end in a non-tight end premium league. That's the biggest criticism I could make because I think, like, market-wise, like Mike said, Stroud and Watson are close enough. Like, fine, you can have this third. I don't care, whatever. His third coming back to him, which is also kind of weird. But, like, I, I'm okay losing Metcalf and Addison, but I'm not going to take back Laporta, which we just have to be real probably for a minimum of two years and possibly never you get uh, – you care about him. Because the, here's the thing about the tight end line and warp, Mike. Elite with Kelsey, very good with Andrews and Hawk, and then after that, like, just I'll throw anybody. I'll throw whoever. And I'm not exaggerating because tight end, tight end uh, six is .37. Tight end 
31 is minus uh, 1.12. Like, literally at that point, if you don't have a top five tight end, you just start Jeremy Sprinkle. (laughs) Jeremy Sprinkle. (laughs) It's, it's, Sam Laporta kills the deal for me. I still want the Watson side, but give me something else that's not Laporta and it's a smash. That's, I think, the biggest thing for me when I really look at it, man. Jeremy Sprinkle. That's how we're going to end the show. Is Jeremy, Jeremy Sprinkle. Sprinkle. Can we get the Jeremy Sprinkle thumbnail? So uh, just one more thing I want to point out, and this is what I love about the Warp Tool too, right? And so I can look at his league settings. I was following along with you. I see exactly what you're saying. It's a visual thing too, so go get the Warp Tool. You can look at it yourself. Um, Worth it. But, but I went back to, to 2020, Adam, and I wanted mm-hmm. to look. That was the last time we saw Deshaun Watson play full season. Oh, you want to know what his warp was in 2020? I don't need to. I bet you it was five. Well, well QB five, right? But oh, his, his warp, warp number. Uh, number? Yep. 1.7? Way higher. So two? Joe Burrow Joe Burrow this year had a 2.63. He was quarterback four. And if you look on this graph, right, so much head and shoulders above so it's, it's all like the two, other skills. Is it like 2.3, 2.5? 2.61. So and he you know what's crazy? Above every other position Say what you want, but Watson might have his best cast of weapons. Right. Uh, I mean, right. he doesn't have Hopkins, but. Not yet. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> True. <laughs> Not yet. After he realizes, uh, you know, Hoodie and Variable aren't going to pay him, um, maybe he want to win, you know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe or play with a quarterback he's familiar with because Browns right. haven't won anything. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so we've seen him be in that elite territory. Now, if you have any inclination that that's a possibility he gets back to that, uh, you should be paying as such. And, and this is But you know what? Though, this like, is crazy. Let's, I mean, even like, say, you... let's even say this. Like, let's say he stays at quarterback 12. Even right. 2020, quarterback 12 was ahead of anything else in the range. Derek Carr was 1.5. Right. So, like, I, I think you have a chance to win this on the low end. But to your point, if he becomes a top five quarterback or even, like, top seven, eight, you've destroyed this trade. I think what some people also forget, right, we look at 22 warp, and and generally, Adam, our takeaway is we want elite quarterbacks, even looking at warp or points per game or whatever metrics you're looking at. But one thing we always seem to bury, too, just looking at it because we get so laser-focused on 22 is 2022 was one of the worst years on record for quarterbacks. Ever. How many quarterbacks got injured? How many quarterbacks missed games? It was a horrible year for quarterbacks in look fantasy. At, look, at, look at Trey Lance. Like his dynasty <laughs> value. Like forget the fact that he's a human and has a career and a family and like things on the line. Like his dynasty view is as different as one could be in right. 365 days. Last time this year, people are going crazy. Like redrafters, like high stakes leagues, people are over the moon on Trey Lance. Now, people don't want to touch him with a 10 foot pole in Dynasty. Right. And he's young. Right. So it's just uh, something to keep in mind, too. I think we had like 70, I don't remember what the number was. It was something stupid, like 70 quarterbacks took snaps last year. So it was one of the worst years on record. So if you just go back a couple of years and look at the warp tool and historically how quarterbacks were. Uh, if you have any inclination that Deshaun Watson stays in the top 12 or even approaches that top top five territory, which we've already seen, uh, this is head and shoulders. I know market says CJ Stroud, but I will still take the quarterback. Uh, that's a bet I'm willing to make. And I think it just further illustrates the point that I think Deshaun Watson is an incredible bet to make and an incredible value at the cost. Uh, unless you're in a shit league 
with us because he never falls to value with the patrons. Uh, they're too smart for that. <laughs> but these normal leagues, if you find yourself in a random league and you're listening to this show, hey, mid-second, late second, you might get yourself a Deshaun Watson. Who knows? And you can yeah. go out and make right. trades like this. You and I like AR a lot, crowd. but uh, you know, if someone's going to take you know Richardson three, four picks ahead of Watson, right. see, see you later. See ya. Uh, <laughs> Adios. Love your upside, but uh, I'll just take the the downside of Deshaun Watson. Um, it, I I think that was a, a tough one to finish on because yeah. it, it's not fun giving away a DK and an Addison, right? Like DK, who once was the wide receiver one not that long ago, still has a lot of the raw traits, and Addison, who you know, we just know how the youth thing works. Like Addison could have two good games out of the first five and. Balloon City. Balloon City, right? And that's what makes it tough because, like, Kirk is just not sexy and Laporta and non-tight and premium, I hate. But anyway, um, good trades all the way around. I actually – in non-tight and premium, I hate an Iowa – I hate a tight end university uh, tight end. I like Laporta. Just, you know, Mike, I was expecting to like him, you know, because he was a discount. And now it's like, oh, he's this real – He's this, you know. Watch yourself. Sam Laporta is we're going taking, ahead of Kittle in a lot of these drafts. We take what are we applications. Doing? We'll be taking applications for co-hosts for the Dynasty Trade Show. <laughs> uh, I will be taking them too. Uh, hopefully, we can, you know, get someone that's not an Iowa homer on here. Oh man, you know, it doesn't hate uh, everything that's not Iowa. But anyway, uh, we appreciate everyone of you guys tapping in. All the new patrons in here. My God, I actually thought, you know. For a shorter trade show, first of all, it's not. Uh, we're an hour and fifteen in. We just there's no such thing as a shorter trade show. We did seven no. deals. Um, these were some interesting deals, but the one thing I did want to highlight in the dead period is like if you take over an orphan, like stop. The one of the worst thing, I, Mike. I had to put those in there because they were the only trades we get. Really, I, right. I get so many questions and DMs on. Okay, I took over this orphan. Stop looking at these orphan trades and looking for like, okay, this has been around three years and you're looking at like in a vacuum trade shit. That's not going to be how it works. In an orphan, you have to figure out the dynamics and you have to figure out what your edge is going to be. Like taking, you know, oh, well, I I want a first for, you know, this guy plus. All right, well, who has him? Like, yeah, it's fair on paper, but who's going to be the person that's giving this to you? Like, you got to start looking at the deeper stuff in Orphan Leagues. Stop using T-Rex Auto Accept Trade Blocks. Yes. To rebuild your orphans. Immediately remove that from your orphan strategy. Don't go in there and auto accept trade blocks. Hey, I want to, I want two first for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, good welcome luck. to the new league. <laughs> um, good luck to that. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, we appreciate everyone tapping in. If you do want your deals featured on this show, when Mike and I just you know talk shit for hours, patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. Dollar a month gets you in the door. We have other tiers as well. Uh, but if you want your deals featured on the show, that's how you do it. Uh, if you don't want to be a part of the Patreon, I'm not going to be mad at you for that. If you could just go down, hit the like, subscribe, you know, comment, let us know. You guys are idiots. Uh, it, I'll be honest with you guys, it's, it's National Bourbon Day. Um, you're going to be looking at this a week later. My cup's empty. I drank, I don't even know how much bourbon I've been drinking, but it's enough. It's always National Bourbon Day. It's the only thing for me. It it's is. Whether it's yesterday, today, but today actually does happen to be that. We're having fun. We're having a blast. Uh, tomorrow, you're going to see us for AMA. Mike, anything further you have before uh, 
the long-awaited getting us out of here because it's probably needing to be happening. Nah, nah, we can never do a short show. I know people want it. Get two more deals. They don't exist. Happen. Sorry. It's not on the elemental fucking chart. Yeah, it doesn't happen. It's not fucking. It's Fugazi. It's Fugazi. It's like telling me to not wear my hat backwards. It's like telling me to, you know, just give away quarterbacks in Superflex. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good luck on that one. <laughs> good luck. And you bet. I'll, I'll, t- I'll send two first for Aaron Rodgers before I do that. You know, so. <laughs> Not go to the fantasy football expo. <laughs> take it. As soon as this year happens, it's tradition. And once it's tradition, it's never going to leave. So uh, never. No, never that's leave. all I got. I appreciate everybody tapping in, and uh, make sure you keep checking us out Wednesdays and Saturdays. Trade show. We're going to keep banging out too, as long as. Uh, as long as we got the bandwidth and the time, because I love talking dynasty views. We will have the bandwidth and the time as long as you guys keep providing the trades, which right now uh, there's still an excess, man. I, I don't know that we can keep up with the demand, uh, but we're going to try. <laughs> Without further ado, we appreciate everyone tapping in. We'll see you back here, same time, same place, next week for the Dynasty Trade Show. We're out of this thing. Peace. Peace.